Welcome to Debatable Delaney, the show where we debate on feeling, not fact. My name's Delaney, and my mission is to destigmatize debating and bring laughter back to the art of debate. Today, I'm joined by comedian and podcaster Alexis Gay. I mean, that's debatable. <laughs> now that's debatable. Welcome, Alexis. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad you're here. It's really an honor to be graced with another <laughs> podcaster's presence. Yes. What can I say? What can I say? I'm so happy. So you have a hit podcast, non-technical. A hit podcast. It's yeah. a hit, ladies Thank and you gentlemen. for saying the full title, hit podcast, non-technical. That's right. That's right. It's such a cool concept to interview influential people on everything but their resumes yep. is what it's about. Nailed it. And so now I'm going to interview about your resume. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> great. Somebody should. <laughs> you obviously are from the tech world or not, maybe not obviously to the <laughs> listeners. You're like, um, <laughs> based on everything about you, your personality and the way that you dress and how you act, you are from the tech world. <laughs> I think obviously, I guess because of the podcast name. Sure. But um, do you want to tell everyone kind of the path that led you to comedy? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, Classic career transition, seven years in the tech industry to full-time comedy. (laughs) Um, We've all been there, right, folks? (laughs) I have. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) you definitely get it. The, The short version of it is that I worked in the tech industry for seven years out of college. I loved it. I loved my jobs. Um, I loved most of my jobs in tech. Others were learning opportunities. (laughs) And... During the last few years of my tech career, maybe the last four, I was always doing comedy on the side. This is when I was living in San Francisco. I was doing improv comedy. Improv led to making YouTube videos. And then I was doing stand-up comedy. And it was just a thing to do for fun. Yeah. Because growing up, I had acted a lot. And as an adult, working in tech, which is creative in some ways, but not creative in the fun, artsy way often, Yeah, I was craving it. And so that brought me to comedy but I was only doing it for fun. And I was not the kind of person that would sit at my computer doing little pivot tables and be like, I can't wait to break out of here and be a comedian. I was, (laughs) I loved, especially my last job when I worked at Patreon and I got to do, I I built the biz ops team there on the go to market side. And then I ran the creator partnerships team. Um, (laughs) flex. Uh, (laughs) I like heard myself say that sentence. I was like, Oh, ew. But I did. I loved that job. And I loved uh, being a manager. I managed a team. I got a lot out of it. So it's not like, oh, I wish I had something with meaning in my life. Yeah. Comedy was so much fun. Yeah. And then during the pandemic, when I was unable to do the live performance aspects of comedy, I returned to what had been in some ways like how I started, which is making these short, short videos. Yeah. Just me. Um, When I first started, it was my phone. By then it was um, a little more involved in that, you know, editing software and such. And I, it was like a solace during the pandemic or during early days. And uh, I kept doing it over and over. I had been writing jokes online a bunch. And then out of truly out of nowhere, people started watching them. And I was like, wow. Okay. Hello. Incredible. Yeah. And so I, I kept doing it as, uh, as I kept doing it almost every week as a way to tell myself, get this done grow, learn from it, make the next one better. Yeah. And then by the end of 2020, I felt like I had by the numbers, a large enough following, not necessarily to like 
oh, well, see you later, suckers. I've got 60,000 <laughs> followers on Twitter, you know, like go kick rocks. I was just like, something's here. Yeah. I don't totally know what it is. I would like the time and flexibility to figure it out. So I left my job at the end of 2020 and I've been doing some combination of stand up sketch videos and my podcast non-technical, some other side projects since then. Amazing. Okay. Well, the reason why we're here today is <laughs> we are drafting yes. the top five worst things to make your entire personality. I was born for this. Which is something I'm extremely passionate about. Yeah, me too. I think millennials are so good at making one thing their entire personality. Yeah, it's remarkable. So I'm glad we're going to get to the bottom of it today. Um, we'll both draft a list of five. Yep. And we're competing for who can create the better the list. Yeah. I think I've got this. So let's let's hear your number one pick. Wow. Number one. Okay. I think the number one worst thing to make your entire personality is Disney World. <laughs> that was my second pick. Yeah. <laughs> Just That's Disney why I adults. had to scoop it. I, it is, I understand liking Disney. Yeah. I, under, I feel like I need to look into the camera and be like, I understand <laughs> Liking Disney and its properties, its films, yeah. its theme parks. I, I understand enjoying it, having strong, happy family memories associated with it. I can't get past the idea that every year for like a week, you schlep down to Orlando, Florida to go to the same place. Yeah. Or God forbid you live close by. That is a level I can't <laughs> even really discuss. Or you want to work there. That, yeah. I also think... I don't like to disparage things that make other people happy. Totally. And so But I, we are about to do that. But for the I next am just for one I really don't like to do it. If, if Disney World makes you happy, live your truth. I'm so glad that you have that. Totally. Um Disney World weddings. Oh my God. There's just a lot. I can't, it just I don't understand. It's for children. It's okay, that's what it is for me. Like I think making any movie or TV show your whole personality is bad. Yeah. But to make a children's universe your entire personality, yeah, why there's something it, really there's, creepy. It is, it is, it's like a Peter Pan and Never Neverland vibe yeah. of like not wanting to grow up. It's like kind of sad. It bums me out, but also if it's making them, them happy, <laughs> do you see how I'm not allowing a cut to exist <laughs> where I am just saying something bad about Disney adults? Because if that's what they enjoy. Well, and like to their credit, like if Disney still makes you feel magical, that's awesome. Not many people have them. something that will point. make them feel magical. Yeah. But I just like, I'm, I don't really understand animation either, which mm. I know is a hot take. A that lot of a people love animation. Are, do you, are you including Pixar in that? Yeah. Okay. I like it, but like I, I just can, I could never go into a series of fandom for something that's so fictional. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. What do you have a favorite animated movie? Um, I don't know. Maybe like Frozen. Frozen I don't know. Frozen is really good. Frozen is really good. Yeah. What's yours? I think it's honestly Alice in Wonderland. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I haven't seen that in so, so long. long. It's worth a rewatch. Okay, it's so good. Oh, that's cute. You kind of <laughs> give off Alice vibes. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> also, Disney adults like 
Being a Disney adult is so expensive. It's very expensive. <laughs> it's very expensive. Yeah. The, to go to the parks is expensive. Yeah. Though there's a lot of hacks. This is the thing about Disney adults. They know all the tricks. That's true. When They're very smart. The pass. It's like the magic pass. <laughs> yeah. And you so you can get in the fast lane near the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's all these different things that you can do and, or, or it's like show up at the park at this time and then you get in this line. I, I've never wanted a vacation with like more logistics. No. Would you go to Disneyland without kids? Yeah, I would go, but it would have to be with someone who was really excited to take me there. Okay. Or who felt like they, there was something special about it to them. I'll do most things if it's something that someone I really love or care about is very jazzed about. Yeah. I would never be like a whiny sidekick at Disney World. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If someone was like, Alexis, I really love this thing. Is there any chance you'd want to go? I'd be like, if it will really make you happy, yes. I'd love to see it through your eyes. Yeah. But. That's really nice. Well, because it's like, you know, if it makes them that happy, like, I want to know what's up. Yeah. What am I missing? And if what you're am surprised, if like, if I was dating someone and like, I had no idea they loved Disney and then they just mentioned it once of like, oh, I would love to take you to Disneyland. I'd be like, oh yeah. But like, if on the second date they were like, oh, by the way, I love Disney. Yeah. And I go every year, I might. I'm actually having like an unexpectedly visceral reaction <laughs> to this scenario that someone I'm dating quote loves Disney. <laughs> so forget everything I just said about being open-minded. Um, wow. Especially, I know that this is sexist. I know what like, you're going to say. A, a guy I know. loving Why Disney is it worse? Why is it worse? really worse. perverted. It really, it's upsetting. <laughs> I agree. Oh God. <laughs> there's something, it just makes me feel weird. Cringy, yeah. I would, I would struggle with it. They'd have to be the perfect person for me and every single other. This would have to be like their baggage. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. They were like perfect. They were funny and smart. And like we got along famously. And then it's like I learned the bombshell that they like Disney. Totally. And then I rise to the occasion and go get the married there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. No, that's a great number one pick. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> nightmare of an individual I actually don't know any like Disney adults which is why I feel like I can be open that's fair like what if what if he was your perfect guy and he was like I don't need to like talk about Disney all the time but like once a year I like to go and like get all of their autographs (laughs) oh my god getting the autographs you mean interacting with the characters yeah I think that I would, that cannot be someone's only red flag. That is a red flag that you, you move, (laughs) you peel the flag back and there's 500 other little mini red flags (laughs) hiding behind it. That's never, ever been someone's only red flag. That would be so creepy. I would have so many questions. All right. That's something I learned about myself. Interesting. Okay. So if you're a Disney adult, stay away. You guys. I don't think it's going to be. Yeah. Unless I'm happy it makes you happy. I'm so happy it makes you happy. I just Yeah, this whole episode is going to be yucking people's yums. So get on board. Um, Okay, my number one pick for worst things to make your personality is having a boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) There's 
nothing yes. worse than someone getting a boyfriend <laughs> and it's all they talk about. It makes you wonder who they were before. It's crazy. Yeah. They become this like, honestly, like SNL version of themselves where it's like, yeah, it's just, it's crazy to have someone that loves me. Truly. Like it's, I become the Kristen Wiig from Bridesmaids. Like, oh, you do. <laughs> he loves you. That's so nice. Like, it's just so annoying. It's really something. Yeah. Uh, do you have people like this? Do you meet people like this regularly? Yeah, I would say so. I don't, I don't think any of my good friends change drastically when they have a boyfriend. But I find people that I like meet out at the bars mm. or like peripheral friends yeah. tend to be more of these characters. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because I'm no one like comes to mind as someone in my immediate current life that uh, has this quality. But I, I so intimately know what you're describing yeah I have a couple friends where like when they have a boyfriend I hang out with them a lot less Mm. or like when I do hang out with them the guy always comes Mm. or they kind of start adopting each other's personalities oh wow that's so interesting so I think that I have a I I think part of this is I am just a couple but very important years older than you yeah and that a lot of my friends are married and so it's not the, oh, I have a boyfriend. They just like have husbands. But I have to say like, I, and it's hard to be annoyed about like, oh my God, she like loves her husband. <laughs> There's something where like somehow when we are like, that's, oh my God, she's always talking about her boyfriend. You're like, that's annoying. But when it's their husband, you're like, oh, totally. <laughs> well, I think this is going to sound sad, but it's also <laughs> like when someone has a boyfriend, there are things that you don't like about everyone's boyfriends. Mm. And so there's also always a chance that they're going to break up. Yeah. Versus when it's a husband, you can no longer like talk shit or like think that they're going to break up. Oh, that is very true. Yeah, that's very true. And the other thing that changes is you, I find I am always there for my friends for whatever conversations they want to have, but my willingness to hear intimate sexual details about their life (laughs) decreases once once this is it there's something about it that changes you talk about your friend your friends and your friend's boyfriend's sex life so differently than when they're married totally even after meeting someone's boyfriend I'm like now it just feels like I'm watching porn when we're talking I know too much I know hi yeah great to meet you yeah it's also the worst like clearly this pick I'm just like bitter but like (laughs) When someone's talking about their boyfriend and like how much they're in love. And then they're like, how's your dating life? It's like, honestly, fuck you. (laughs) That is so funny. That is so funny. Um, Yeah. Like, what are you supposed to say to that? Like, oh, well, it's it's going great. Still. (laughs) Are you seeing anybody? No. (laughs) Focusing on my career, actually. Yeah, I'm just really busy. I think also for me, the way that manifests itself the most is people who find reasons to bring them up that are just in no universe was I asking about your boyfriend. Totally. And he just comes up. Totally. How? They're monsters. Or if you're just new, I think almost when you're newly dating someone, this happens a lot. You know what I mean? Someone will be like, oh, do you want to like check out this restaurant? And they'll be like, oh. You know who loves that restaurant, actually? Um, This guy I just started dating. It's so funny. We were just talking about it last night on our date. This guy that I just started dating, he mentioned it, that he walked by there the other day. So 
<laughs> totally. It's very similar to like people that watch Seinfeld, that anything that happens in the day, they're like, oh, have you seen the Seinfeld episode? It's like, yes, we've all seen it. <laughs> very relatable show for yes, sure. Really. I don't know. I just think um, I'm definitely a bitter person and I don't <laughs> like hearing about other people's happiness. So. <laughs> Does your level of annoyance with people like this change when you have a boyfriend? Um, definitely. <laughs> I don't know why I pretended to think about that. You're like, like, hmm, let me let think. introspective, really consider her. 1,000%. That's so funny. I'll be this person the next time I have I hope so. I'm ready. I can't wait. You'd be like, oh my God, I love your shirt. You know who else has shirts? Actually, um, I don't know if I told you, this guy that I'm dating. Oh my God, do you know who also is a Disney adult? My boyfriend. <laughs> Okay, hit us with your number two pick. Okay, my number two pick, uh, Delaney, top worst things to make your personality, people who go to Burning Man. Oh my God, that's a great one. Thank you. Burning Man. Wow. Have you ever been? I have not. Have you been? No. Okay. I, I'll say this. I would go. Yeah. I would, I would go. Yeah. I've actually said this on the record before into a microphone that I would go. Um, because it just seems like a wild experience. Totally. And it seems pretty non-harmful. Like it would be an interesting time. Yeah. But there, especially in the Bay Area where you and I have both lived, there are people for whom year round Burning Man is their deal. Oh, yeah. Even though for listeners who may not have, be lucky enough to be intimately familiar with Burning Man, it is once a year. Yeah. It is a once a year. I believe it spans seven days in the desert. Yeah. But people spend all year yes getting you start ready, planning talking, the day after planning you get back. yes yeah getting costumes getting costumes building your your tent your um <laughs> your, your camp there yeah. are people do parties with their various camps yeah making art that part i think is like okay cool you the make art, art, cool. art like, cool. how long will it take you to order something off of amazon and get some mushrooms yeah <laughs> <laughs> what is the intimate planning that goes on i think my problem is that it's just it's weird to me to base your life around something that happens annually. Yeah. Is that, I think that's really what it is. And then obviously there is a whole, there's a lot that goes along with Burning Man that I think has what I'll kindly say has varying degrees of authenticity. Yes. Some of it feels very authentic. Some of it does feel like people who want to go for an experience that is about cleansing and burning it down and starting fresh and community. And then it seems like some people want to have something to talk about when they get back to San Francisco. But even the cleansing thing, like it's giving, half of it's giving Coachella and Mm. half of it's giving culty vibes. Yeah. I think though that people who go to like take photos, I, that I feel is really frowned upon by legit burners. Totally. So I do think there is like a, a chasm between those two experiences. Yeah. I think the reason that I would hate if a person made this their entire personality is like, if I didn't go, then I don't want to be hearing about something that I wasn't a part of for an entire year. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it's just that it seeped in, it seeps into every other part of their lives in a way that I just like couldn't understand this thing that happened once a year. But also I'm willing, this is part of the reason I want to go. I'd like to find out what am I missing? Totally. What am I missing? That's the what thing about most of there? these things. Like once you give in and like try yeah. these things, like usually you love it. 
with the exception of dating a Disney adult. Right. That well, you've never tried it. The lady. <laughs> that's that's a true fact. You you do have me there, but I can't. So f- I'm going to, I'll keep track as we go along of yeah. things I like would and wouldn't do. Yeah. And uh, so far, I would. Would you date I- someone that had a boyfriend? <laughs> Uh, it's 2023. <laughs> um, yeah, I would go to Burning Man before I would date a Disney adult. Oh, 1000%. For sure. I would go to, well, we're both going to have to pay to go to Burning Man yes. versus we would have to be forced to go to Disney. That's right. Okay. In order of these things so far, I would go to Burning Man. I would, I would, I would rather be the person that talks about their boyfriend incessantly than date a Disney adult. Then date a Disney adult. Yes. Would you rather be friends with someone that talks about their boyfriend incessantly or talks about Disney? Boyfriend. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think I would prefer... Disney? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Talking about Disney? If I'm not dating them, then like you can have your own passions. This, you know what's concerning to me about this topic is that I don't feel like I have friends like this right now. No. And it makes me worry that I am, am the, the friend. friend. <laughs> I definitely like, am. Huh. Yeah, that doesn't really sound that familiar. And I'm like, is it my stage of life? And now I'm like, is it me? Is it me? Anyway. So funny. No, totally. Concerning. My next one Let's hear it. is not me at all. Okay. I hate this type of person. Um, <laughs> the type of person that makes I'm a bad texter their entire oh my personality. God. Oh my God. Oh this my God. is the worst type of person. We're all on our phones constantly. Mm. No one's a bad texter. Sure. They just don't like you that much. (laughs) And then they're using this catch-all excuse of like, at least I'm self-aware. It's like, Uh, no. Ah, yes. You're just being an asshole. Are you referring to this specifically in romantic settings or all kinds of people? All kinds of people. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. So this is a great one. I do think there is something to the idea that like being self-aware about a thing that is maybe shitty about you does not like make it not shitty. Totally. <laughs> like just being aware of it. Um, I, I think I've said this to people that I'm a bad texter. I'll say I'm bad at texting because I'm very inconsistent. Okay. You will either get nine texts instantly after you texted me (laughs) or I will forget you exist for two weeks. Yeah. Or I'll call you or I'll send you a voice note. It just is. You never know. Yeah. You truly, it is like pulling a slot machine reaching out to me. Texting does need to have an unread button so that you can read a text and then mark it as. It does now on the iPhone. No way. Uh I think that's so nice. Not the most recent iOS update. I think the one before it. Oh my God. That's amazing. Well, then everyone needs to start using it because that's the only excuse is like you open yep. something while you're in the middle of doing something and then you forget to respond. Mm. But I'm not getting like hundreds of texts a day where I completely forget that someone texts me. Sometimes mm. like, unfortunately, if someone's less important to me, then I'm more easy to forget. Oh, okay. And then forget to respond. Sure. But like if I want to hang out with someone or whatever the case, I'm going to respond. You know what I mean? Okay. I do. I do. And I think that that is in some ways though, an interesting like data point. Yeah. When you, I, I'll observe who am I excited to respond to? Totally. Who am I excited to make plans with? And then who am I like, Oh God, I got to respond to that. 
Totally. That's like interesting information about how you feel about them. It really is. If someone's a bad texter, they tend to be bad at making plans, bad at taking initiative, mm -hmm. which becomes really annoying. Sure. I think we're both kind of type A people where we probably. (laughs) Wow. How dare you? (laughs) Where we both like take the reins on like making plans or stuff like that. And if someone's a bad texter, like they can't do the bare minimum of responding, mm. they're not going to step up to the plate. Yeah. In terms of other aspects of a relationship. I guess the bigger category for this is like people that use self-awareness as a reason to get out of being a shitty Yeah. Anyone friend. that says something like, I'm just a bad person or I'm just... <laughs> I'm just a bad person. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it does remind me a little bit of people who, this is also on the on the romantic side of things, but people who, um, I don't know if you've ever been, uh, if someone's ever said this to you, people who are like, honestly, you're just too good for me. Oh my God. It makes me want to puke. <laughs> you deserve better. You deserve better. <laughs> oh my God. I'm embarrassed that those words have been said to me, but they definitely have. And I've said those words to other people. Really? Yeah. I think, have I said that? I've definitely, well, but I think I did the right thing in this situation I'm thinking of where I was like, I have been like not good at communicating with you and I don't feel good about how I'm showing up to this and therefore I'm shutting it down. Right. I know I'm being shitty Yeah. and I'm going to do something about it. Not just like, yeah, I'm shitty. Hey, (laughs) hey, guess what? I'm (laughs) shitty. FYI. I once had a guy, this is like an extreme (laughs) self-aware, but I once had a guy tell me that he was a narcissist. (laughs) And then in my mind, I was like, he doesn't know what a narcissist is. (laughs) He thought it was like an astrological sign. Oh, you're a Capricorn? I'm a narcissist. (laughs) I thought he meant like that he liked himself. And I was like, oh, that's not what it means. Like it actually means that like you don't care about other people's emotions. And he was like, I stand by what I said. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, self-aware king. Yeah, really. and how many times did you go out with him after that? <laughs> he must be really deep into therapy to really understand himself like that. Yeah, I do. I do love when people have clearly been in a lot of therapy and then they can like really clearly articulate yeah. to you what they're doing. <laughs> You're like, oh, cool. Or they're like too far into it where like, I'll just disagree with them. They'll be like, are you gaslighting me? It's like, oh my gosh, (laughs) what are you talking about? (laughs) Um, Okay. Hit us with your number three. Okay. Number three pick is, oh, okay. Uh, People, this is a, this is a niche one. Okay. But I'm going to defend it. Okay. People who in this, the year 2023 are using a flip phone. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is way bigger in terms of just like people that refuse to do the popular thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you have anyone in your life with a flip phone? I don't think so. Okay. Let me tell you what happened to me recently. Okay. I live in Brooklyn. I was at a- That's a flip phone capital of the world. Sorry. Yes. Let me be very clear. (laughs) So I live in Brooklyn. That's important context because of what we're talking about. And I was at a uh, vintage store- in Park Slope, again, we're just setting the scene. <laughs> I was getting a purse for a wedding. So as you know, as someone who's had to attend weddings, you your purse, it's a tough thing because you don't want to bring like a big honking, right. to quote succession, ludicrously capacious bag <laughs> to a nice wedding. 
But you also can't have such a teeny tiny little clutch that like your lipstick isn't going to fit with your phone. Right. Um, unless you have the boyfriend privilege of a suit jacket, which is a whole other Don't thing. Don't get me started. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did have someone at this wedding be like, oh yeah, because you need a purse. And I was like, stop. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> You don't have a she boyfriend. Did, she didn't mean it like that. You don't have someone that loves you. I know. That That's is, crazy. I know, I know, I know. She definitely meant it. And like, oh, of course, you know, like in an- I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I, I never have to I carry I never have bag. to think about that That's because of crazy. my big, tall boyfriend and his huge suit pockets. With that my must phone be really hard for you. Oh my, oh my God, God, your muscles are so big. So is that from carrying your purse? So you to show up here with that purse. So anyway, I'm at the I'm at the vintage store looking for the right size purse for my phone for this wedding. That still has to look nice, you know. Yeah. And so I take the purse. It's lovely. I think this is going to be great with my dress. I put my phone in it to say to check and see does it fit. It fits perfectly. I clasp it. I open it. I take my phone out. The saleswoman sees me open the bag, and like darts around the corner, and makes eyes at me. And she she sees me put my phone in it, and she goes. Yeah, I was going to say, if it didn't fit, you could just leave your phone at home. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I actually, I'm, I, this is for a wedding and I want to be able to take some photos. But otherwise, yeah, I love like turning my phone off, you know, being without it sometimes. And she said, yeah, I have a flip phone. I was like, stop. Oh, okay. I was, I've never seen somebody work so hard to wedge into the conversation that they had a flip phone. Totally. She came, she traveled across the store to find a way to tell me this. I did not ask. Yeah. I did not ask, what kind of phone do you have? Yeah. How big is your phone? Totally. Oh my God, these people are holier than thou. I had a similar one on my list of the person that doesn't have social media. Oh my God, that's such a good one. That's, because it's yes, like, yes, yes, yes. it should make them a better person, I guess. <laughs> but they do not let you forget about it. You'll take one picture and they'll be like, can we just be present? It's like, I could have taken five pictures in the time it took you to that's say that. That's so funny. Has someone said that to you? Can we just be present? Obviously, yeah. Oh no. And I don't take many photos. <laughs> I do this annoying thing um, where I, so I read a study that said that your phone being on the table, even if it's face down, keeps your conversations in a more shallow place. Interesting. And I believe it because I feel the way that I'm affected when I can see my phone, when yeah. I'm near it. I like, if I have to focus on something, especially creative, I put it way away. I don't even want to look at it. It's I, I turn it off or I put it on extreme do not disturb mode, whatever. Yeah. And so I believe this study that says your conversations are kept at a more surface level when it's around. Yeah. It also sends this implicit signal to the person you're with. Whatever's on my phone is like more important than our conversation. Yeah. And so I'm sorry for this being my second like life altering bombshell in the same uh, podcast episode. But so I'm like, I, I will so maybe say you to should my, get a flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually just a long-winded way of telling you I have a flip phone. <laughs> no, but I will. I asked my friend at dinner the other night. I was like, hey, I read the study that they, that it's not, that our conversations will stay like more shallow if the phones are out. Would you mind if we put our phones in our bags? And I, and he agreed. He acquiesced to my demand, but I felt so bad asking, but I yeah. was, it was nice not having it. Yeah. So I'll do that. Lovely. I've never said, can we just be present? Have I said that? It sounds like something I would say. If you say, if you make a request to someone to do anything, I think that's totally valid and fair. It's yeah. the 
high horse that a lot uh, of these people start on mm. of like, oh, I don't have social media. So I think the least you could do is oh just God. put away that silly little phone. It's like, relax. Yeah. It's that's big, like controlling someone else's life. Yeah. Energy. And it's more just like, you know, when people do sober January and oh like, my God. it's all they'll talk oh about. Oh my God. Yes. I, my birthday is in January. <laughs> and so I hear a lot about dry January and I hate it. Not only because I, and I don't care. I don't, I like don't drink that much. Yeah. I don't care how much you drink or whatever. Like, but I just don't understand why it's such a production. Totally. Just don't drink or do drink. I don't care either way. Right. I don't want to hear it. You don't about have to it. say anything. Just yeah. Do just, it. Ref- just don't drink. Just don't drink. And that's similar to the people without social media where it's like clearly so hard for them that they need to constantly be talking about it to talk mm. themselves into why it's a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I actually don't have social. I don't have Instagram. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. It's this crazy. Th- I just, I like being off the grid. I like being mysterious. Yeah. I watched the social dilemma and it like, tells you all of the reasons that social media is horrible. Oh, okay. And so I deleted Instagram and TikTok. Wow, it had a big impact on you. Yes. Fully, wow, okay. I deleted them at like 8 p.m., went to bed, woke up the next morning, and I needed to take a shit. Okay. And I was like, I can't do that without scrolling Instagram. Or that is what got you back on social so I media. I downloaded them both back, and then I got a Twitter because if it's that addicting... It must be good. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. If it's that addicting, it must be good. I hope no one ever offers you drugs. <laughs> I had like never really experienced Twitter and the documentary talks so much about it. I was like, that sounds electric. Oh my God. You're the kid who went to dare and then tried pot. <laughs> You're like, they're making it sound like it's for cool kids. I'm going to do drugs now. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can relate to the people that don't have social media because I was with you for a time. Yeah. That illustrious eight hours, eight hours. <laughs> seven of which you were asleep. Yeah. 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 Pretty it's good. Tough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good pick. Thank you. Although I think you convinced yourself that you should get a flip phone. For my third pick, I'm going to go with someone that makes being a girl boss. Entire oh, my personality. God. oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's just, it's somehow both feminist and misogynistic. Like yeah. it's just so cringy and like, obviously we shouldn't have to say girl in front of boss. Right. But the idea of a girl boss just reminds me of like live, laugh, love, like yeah. toxic. Right. It everything's fine. Like target. Like there's a target aisle with a mug that yeah. says girl boss. It's just like so chuggy to use Ooh, that word. Chuggy. Yes. Were you in the working world in 2014? No. Okay. So you really missed peak girl boss I era. Did. Are you aware of this? You think whatever's happening now is bad? You have no idea. Because at least now there are people that realize that girl boss is a redundant phrase. Yeah. But in 2014, this was just how people talk. Yeah. Hashtag girl boss. Hashtag girl boss. Um, I think it started with good intentions. 1000%. But we moved past it as a society. That's yeah. my hope. I feel that way that we moved past it. All of these things are like starting with good intentions. It's just the more you talk about something, it just becomes more and more annoying. I Well, I think that this is the crux of the, the 
the issue behind this whole episode, which is when one thing is your whole personality, totally. even if it is intrinsically has some good qualities to it, like using a flip phone that might be someone that wants to be off their phone more or like having a boyfriend. Maybe it's like a fulfilling relationship. Yes. It is when it subsumes everything else. And it's when you make it other people's business. Yes. And this one is like just basically just you bragging. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. It really is. And it's kind of like putting down other women because it's like, oh, you're still, you still have a boss. Like, oh, I was able, even with all of the challenges that women have, I was actually able to become my own boss. <laughs> you should try it sometime. It's really fun. Yeah, it is definitely. Also, okay, this is my issue with the girl boss rhetoric in general is to, to make it such an ordeal that a woman can do X, Y, Z to me, I'm always like, I wasn't doubting a woman could do that. Totally. Why are we, why is that a question? Of course a woman could be a boss or close a big round of funding or yeah. complete a major deal or whatever, deliver a killer presentation, hashtag girl boss. It's like, no, I, I thought you could do it before. Totally. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's very like toxic, gaslighting, mm. chuggy. Wow. Toxic, gaslighting, <laughs> chuggy. Do you have any Just other some words that I picked up during the pandemic? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this of conversa- them. That conversation, that sentence would be indecipherable in the year 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Who invented chuggy? I don't know, but okay, I actually have thoughts on chuggy. Okay. It's kind of, these are thoughts similar to the ones that I used to have on the term basic. Okay. Okay. I, this is a hot take, I think. I don't like the term basic or chuggy uh-huh. because I do think it overwhelmingly puts people down for liking stuff. Yeah. Well, I think it just puts people down from like for liking things that the trend has passed. Exactly. Like everyone was kind of on board with like live, laugh, love. Yeah. In middle school. Yeah. But now it's chuggy because like that trend has passed. So I think it's, yeah, I think you're right that it's silly to put down things that like we all once loved, like statement necklaces Uh, we all used to wear. Absolutely. And like, so people aren't throwing them away. You're going to be mad at them. Exactly. (laughs) That's my problem with it. I think this probably, were you popular in school, middle school? Kind of. I wasn't like really popular, but. Okay. But so as someone that was not popular, I really think this is one of the the like lasting impact of someone who was like not cool yeah. in the school environment of being young is that like the idea that someone else gets to like decide what's cool totally. and then impose it on other people. I am like, F that. Like no, we yeah. are adults. If you want to get a pumpkin spice latte and you want to post about it and that makes you happy and you want to wear totally. a big old bright pink necklace from Target next to the mug that says girl boss. I'm like, live your life. Totally. Be, be your own. I am, I am girl boss. Hear me roar. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I don't have to do it. Yeah. But anyway, so I think words like that, like I get, I feel, cause I'm like, who decides? I think that's really a smart take and like also goes to show just consumerism is trying to make words like this catch on as well, mm. just so that like you're constantly buying the next thing so that you're not chuggy or basic or whatever society right. deems as like not the thing. 
And using words like that, I also think it's a way, it's an identity thing. Yeah. If you're putting other people down as basic or chuggy, what you're actually doing is saying, I am not those things. Right. Because no, 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 look, this other person is those things. Yeah. I'm not, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm interesting. Yeah. Oh, what an interesting one of a kind personality to put other people down. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like the word shoogie. I do love because the word. it's so funny. It's so fun to say. <laughs> and it like basic also doesn't seem that negative to me. Yeah, that's true. So I, I think, think it's like to, a though. funny way. Like I have chuggy things or like I, <laughs> I'm incredibly basic as a person. Like you think that I look like everyone else in the West Village. <laughs> like seriously. So I guess I don't have as big of a problem with it, but I totally uh, understand that opinion. And yeah. I think that it is stupid, like to have a different sense of style or personality than someone and categorize them all as yeah. like this one word. Yeah. Especially because a lot of the people I think that write things off as basic or chuggy are just following different in-group trends. Totally. Like, They're not original. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're wearing a bucket hat. Yeah. Oh my God. You're the only one. Totally. <laughs> Of course not. It's yeah. just that that's what your group decided was cool. And throwing out like 60 pounds of unused right. fashion <laughs> items every year. Crazy. Right. Wow. We are activists. You know. <laughs> My entire list is just things that I'm bitter about. <laughs> I don't have a boyfriend. I'm not a girl boss. No one's texting me. <laughs> this is a funny Rorschach test, actually. <laughs> I don't know totally. what it says about, I don't know what mine say about me. <laughs> we'll have to figure that out. Okay. Hit us with your number four. I'm so excited to hit you with my number four. Uh, this is related. This is people who make traveling a lot for work, their entire personality. Okay. There are types of people. There's a type of person who is constantly traveling for work. Yeah. And they act like it is the largest burden any single human has ever had to bear. Yeah. And yet they do nothing to change their situation. Right. It is like, oh, I can't. I'm going to be traveling for work. Oh, yeah. Sorry. God, I'm on a plane again. Or they'll be like, oh, I've been on a plane like four times this month. Yeah. I'm just like, I get that's OK. I'm I, like, I don't know what to do with that. And then you have to like start convincing them of all the good things like, oh, how nice that like you don't have to pay for any groceries. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, well, it just is this like. I think it's because the tone with which this has always been expressed to me is like such a put upon nature. Yeah. Like oh, I'm on a, I did the math and like, I'm only going to be home in New York like eight days this month. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. The problem with this type of person is like a bigger problem of it's a person that likes to complain without having any solutions. Yes, I agree. Oh my God, that makes me crazy. It makes me crazy. And if it's something like work where like they're not going to make any changes, then you know you're going to be hearing about it for the rest of their this life if they don't switch their job. a pick of mine. I almost picked people who hate their jobs. Yeah. And they make hating their job their whole deal. Yeah. They don't leave the job. No. Well, and kind of going off of your podcast, like work tends to be the least interesting thing about a person. Yeah. And so if you're constantly just talking to your friends about how much they hate their jobs, then it's like just mind numbingly boring. It does get boring. I find a lot of small talk boring these days. Totally. I, it's just, what are we doing? Yeah. I want to talk about real stuff. What's your most controversial take? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a good one. Have you ever said something that would have gotten you canceled? That's funny. <laughs> have you ever asked somebody that? No. That'd be a fun question to ask. Yeah. In a non-recorded setting. In a non-recorded. <laughs> that is very important. That's right. Okay. For my fourth, I'm going to go with the indie music lover. <laughs> These people are yes. just like so proud that yes. they don't like popular music. Yep. And I don't mind if you like have your own taste in music. I think it's great. But like if you're on the ox and these people always <laughs> just demand to be on the ox, like play songs that we're all going to know. Yeah. Like that's the stupidest thing to think that we're all at a party and we're all just going to like be like, oh my God, I've never heard this song. It's amazing. I'll yeah. pull out Shazam. Yeah, truly. Like, wow, do you work for Pitchfork? <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. No one cares. No No one cares. I think that the indie people, I think it depends for me whether they also put down popular music. Yeah. Like if you really like new music and you're always finding new stuff and you want to save me the hard work and share that with me, I'm into that. Totally. But if you're going to make fun of me for liking Taylor Swift and then you're going to like some band that's not good that I've never heard of. No. Yeah. No, if you're just like doing the Lord's work privately and then sharing Spotify playlists. That's right. That's an amazing type of person. Yeah. If you're somebody out there doing that, send me the playlist. I want it. You should get paid for that. I think that is a job at Spotify. There should be like OnlyFans for podcasts. Oh my God. Or for Spotify playlists. I would, I would subscribe. Yeah. No joke. I would absolutely subscribe for that. That's such a good idea. Did you just invent a company? I did. You are girl bossing so hard right now. <laughs> but I guess Spotify wouldn't want that because of their new AI DJ. Yeah. Have you been listening to that? Some of them are good. Oh my God. Mine is so bad. Really? If you listened to my AI DJ, you would think I was like a crazy person. Really? Like it's just all over the place genre wise? Like I would say every 15 minutes it plays me Christian music. <laughs> Which I have never listened to. Oh, okay. I've only run it on a playlist that I made. Okay. And so then I used it to put more songs in. Oh my God. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. I do like the actual DJ function where it'll be like, hey, Delaney, my name's X. Oh my God. No, I have not done that. That's scary. And like, I do listen to a lot of like sad music. Really? Like calm, chill music. And it'll be like. Not super sad, like J.P. Sachs and... I don't know who that is. It's just like very like unrequited love songs. <laughs> is Just something I'm going yeah. through. <laughs> <laughs> but my DJ will be like, it's time for a vibe. And that vibe is sad and lonely. Oh my God. That is like the time that I logged on to Spotify and Spotify was like, based on your recent listening, we suggest this play- playlist. It's called Devastating. <laughs> And I was like, what? It's crazy. Yes. They should be doing like, based on your playlist, we think you'd like better help. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Based on your playlist, we think you'd like Lexapro. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Hit us with your (laughs) final pick. Oh man, it's so hard to- Pressure's on. The pressure really is on. My fifth and final pick is is an interesting one given- who, who I am and how I move through this world. But I, it really drives me crazy when people make their entire personality that they hate sports and think it's dumb. Okay. Because I don't really like sports. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I don't feel the need to constantly be telling everybody all the time. Right. Or if it's on, 
I'm not going to be like, ugh, what's even happening right now? Like, yeah. I can't believe you guys like this. Or like, I love the color of their costumes. Yeah. Like, grow up. Truly. Or people who call it sports ball. Stop. Delaney. I... Or say go sports. Go sports. <laughs> That's up there for me with we did the thing. <laughs> I just yeah. don't understand. Like, let people enjoy things. And, like, those type of people enjoy things that everyone else hates, hates as ab- well. It's just theater kids. Yeah. It's just, and that's a group that I am in some ways a part of, so I feel that I can say that. But it's like, if you treat the Tonys like the Super Bowl, yeah. you are just as bad as the people who get amped up about sports. And I think my problem is more, like, that people think that the joke is going to kill. Like they're going to say go sports and then everyone's going to die laughing. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point because it's not, it's just annoying. Yeah. And it's the most unoriginal joke that's ever been And I think also the implication is I'm too smart for sports. Yeah. I'm smart and you're dumb, but I am going to say it in a way that you won't understand because you're so dumb. (laughs) It's crazy. There are smart people who like sports. Yeah. There are dumb people who like musicals. That's such a silly thing to hate, too, because it's like so many people's biggest dreams. Truly. And such a huge accomplishment to be able to. Absolutely. Play professional sports. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I have issues with like certain things about the NFL. Uh, but I am. So I I'm stand not, by everything. Yeah. Sorry, everything. I was going to say you famously stand by everything that every NFL player has ever said and done. So I don't mean to offend you. Um, I'm like, I get stressed out about like the concussions also. I yeah. that stresses me out for like, you know, younger kids and stuff. Um, so I'm not like going to bat for sports, no. pun intended, but I am just like, let people enjoy things. Like it's okay. I also equally hate the people though, just to like defend Defend people that don't love sports. Yeah. I also hate the guys where you'll like be trying to watch the game and like have a good time and you'll say one thing and they'll be like, oh, can you name three tight ends in the NFL? It's like, Delaney, who are you hanging out with? (laughs) Or like someone said that, I I can't even imagine what my reaction would be if if, if somebody (laughs) had the audacity to say that to me. That actually has happened to me. Not that specific instance, but like I'll mention one thing I know about sports and then they'll be like, oh, do you follow this? And I'm like, kind of. And then they'll start quizzing me. That is horrifying. Yeah. It's the same type of guy where you'll wear like an Eagles t-shirt and he'll like ask you your top three favorite Eagles songs. It's like, relax. I just liked the shirt. Is that a crime? Okay. So for my fifth pick of um, worst things to make your entire personality... I'm going to go with having a food allergy. Wow. <laughs> Do you have a food allergy? No. Okay. <laughs> I like don't eat much dairy. Okay. So like I can joke about this knowing that I fully do annoying things like this as well. Got like it. I'm the type of person that will order a latte with almond milk and then get ice cream later that day. Sure. So I get like it's trendy like I get that dairy can make you feel bad. But again, it's similar to the dry January thing of just like, just don't eat the food that you don't want to eat. You don't have to make it anyone else's business. Yes, totally. I think I, if I'm ever going to ask if something is in a food, I, I do feel like I have to preface it. I'll say, 
I'm so sorry. This is the most unlikable thing about me, but would you mind telling me what's in da da da? Yeah. I really feel the pressure. T- I feel like it's a very unlikable quality. Do you, what are your food allergies? Oh, there it's there's a bunch of whatever, but it's like uh Okay, so I guess I misspoke. It's not a food allergy. It's like a food um what's the word people use? Intolerance? Intolerance. Aversion. Yeah. Or okay. like now people are just basically using preferences. Sure. Uh, and then they're saying it's an allergy. Sure. The most extreme example is if you're friends with someone that's vegan mm. and it's just impossible to, first of all, choose a restaurant and then mm. they want to do family style. And it's like, well, we can't <laughs> order any of the stuff I wanted. Yeah. But since you have so many restrictions, we're just going to order everything you want. And then it's like talking about how much better they feel now that they're a vegan and how you should become a vegan as well. Yes. It just becomes such a big part of their life and therefore your life. There is something about veganism in particular that for some reason it has that similar holier than thou feeling to it. Totally. Even though I know some vegans who are not like that. So they really break the mold. Yeah. You know? Totally. But I, it, for some reason, it has that feeling to it. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Being a vegan is so inconvenient. As Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so I, I actually think that being a vegan is great and like has so many health benefits and environmental benefits. Mm. But as a friend of someone who's vegan, it is really challenging. <laughs> No one talks about that. Yeah. How hard it is for me. There should be a support group for people who are best friends with someone who's vegan. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think about the vegans in my life. And my one friend who's vegan, I like don't even notice it. Yeah. That's great. That's a great person. I think, but I think I have the best one. Yeah. I think I'm friends with the best vegan. I think, like, I think if you be. lined up all the vegans, I think she's coming out on top. Yeah. Okay. So those were our top five. Woo. Um, did you have any like um, honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Uh, yes. People who make being an introvert their entire personality. Totally. Had an honorable mention for me. I, of course, have friends who are introverts, though. So I was scared to talk about that too much. <laughs> um, people who quote, I don't really follow politics. That's kind of a whole uh, area of person. Yeah. People who are really passionate cyclists in major cities. They're like bike people. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's really a niche. Yes. (laughs) Full (laughs) sentence. Um, yeah, those are my, oh, and then I, we talked about people who like don't really use social media or don't, don't engage with the popular thing. Yeah. This is a really niche one. People who've never seen game of Thrones. Okay. And they make it their deal. Yeah. And then those people eventually watch and they're like, it was amazing. It's like, that's what everyone was saying for years. Yeah, for literally 10 years. Yeah, crazy. Yes. Okay, I had CrossFit. Yeah, that was, I had like that as a backup backup. Yeah, person in a sorority that makes it their entire personality. Still, like after college? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Having a Tesla. (laughs) Uh, Someone that went to Harvard. Yeah. Someone that, Thanks, Joe Rogan oh my is God. a god. <laughs> um, yeah, those were the main ones. Those are good. Those are really good. This was so fun. This Thank was you so, so fun. much, Alexis. Thank you for having me. Of course. And please listen to Non-Technical. Oh, yes. The hit. The, the hit remember podcast. Remember the full name? The hit podcast, Non-Technical. <laughs> on Spotify, Apple Podcast, yep. YouTube. Yep. Where you follow get? her on Instagram. Yes. 
Yay, Alexis Gay. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to shout out? Yeah. On my on my socials, you can find where I'm performing next. I perform stand-up comedy in places, and you could come see it. You could also join my email list to hear about those places. And otherwise, I uh, hope everyone is having a really nice day. Amazing. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Alexis. Thanks, Go follow Debatable Delaney on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, and I'll see you guys next week. That's debatable.